Tasting Anarchy, your wine and liberty podcast. Join Mason and Jake each week as they try new wines and discover how much government is in your drink. Hello and welcome to a solo episode of Tasting Anarchy. I am your host, Jacob Lindsay, and uh, Mason is out this week. I thought I would do a kind of a quick episode and maybe a wine review and some thoughts that I've had over this last week. Uh, so let's go ahead and get started on the wine review. This week, I thought this was from Michael David Winery, who makes Freak Show, which is one of the ones that we talk a lot about, but it's uh, the brand is Seven Deadly. I thought this brand was somehow related. They are from Lodi, uh, but they make the Seven Deadly Zins, and they also make Seven Deadly Cabernet Sauvignon from Lodi. And uh, I had the uh, Seven Deadly Cabernet Sauvignon, which I thought was uh, very good. Uh, pretty reminiscent of Lodi. It was very punchy with the flavor. A lot of uh, black cherry kind of upfront plumminess, big fruity flavor. Uh, some of that kind of like tobacco, vanilla note in it, and some uh, a little bit of like cinnamon kind of, I think. And uh, overall, pretty good. Mild tannins. Uh, solid wine, and for the price, I think very much worth it. It's uh, twelve ninety nine. Um, I think it was on sale at at Kroger for like twelve fifty, but at Total Wine, it's twelve ninety nine according to the website. And um, I think I think it's a a, a good solid wine. I, I would pick it up if you're interested in just kind of a uh, good cab to share with friends. Would be good with you know any sort of red meat burgers. Uh, I guess even hot dogs. Really, I would I would serve it. So uh, check that out. Um, the other thing that I thought I would talk about was it's kind of a weird topic for me because I'm not particularly, you know, emotional or like, a, I guess, an, I, I don't know. I, I'm not really sure how to like phrase this is that, uh, like Norm Macdonald this past week died, which is sort of a, a weird thing. Cause I don't normally care much about celebrities dying, but I watched a lot of Norm Macdonald's when I was what I always call the N64 summers, which was summers that were dominated by the Nintendo 64. And, um, and even to this day, I watch Norm a couple of times a week. If like, I'm having a hard time falling asleep or feeling blue or whatever, I'll put on Norm. And that's kind of my pick me up because no matter what it is on that, I see, you know, Norm Macdonald live or the Norm show on, uh, Netflix or any of his stand up or his old stuff on Saturday Night Live, any of that sort of stuff. Like it's always funny and always kind of uh, brings me out of a bad mood. But this sort of him dying uh, was definitely a shock. Bird Bird actually posted on Twitter as the first time I saw it, and then I I I replied to Bird, I can't believe it. And then I went and looked, and um, even at that point, nobody was really saying it. There was like one or two news sources, and then it more started coming out and it turned out that, you know, it was, it was real. And it was uh sort of a real thing. And the last week I've kind of been thinking a lot about it because, you know, I didn't know him. And uh, although his comedy has been important to me, um, it's, it's just sort of a weird thing to think about somebody you don't know having that big of an effect. And I was kind of thinking about it a lot this weekend and kind of going like, what is it specifically that is so, uh, upsetting about this to me. And I think it's just, it's the, it's just kind of a continued over and over and over this sort of rem, like reminder that there's an era that is closed. And it's that sort of 
I mean, you, I, I'm sure all of you listeners know I'm very, very nostalgic about the 90s. I had a really, really great childhood. Um, and, you know, props to my parents and grandparents for, you know, get, providing that for me or sort of facilitating that. And there's a lot of people that are part of that sort of in a greater scheme. And Norm is one of those people with dirty work and uh, this his stuff on Saturday Night Live that we used to watch on reruns. You know, my, my buddy Corey had more multiple TVs, so we'd play N64 on one, and then we'd be watching just different sorts of reruns and stuff like that on the other. And I, I kind of think back about that time, and not everybody that was part of my life then is still alive. And when Norm died, that kind of reminded me a lot of these people are not around either, and neither is that time. And I think about it a lot. I, you know, all of you know, if you follow me on Twitter, like I listen to a lot of 90s music. I kind of, um, like I listen, I like the 90s is, is a big deal to me. I, I'm not really sure how else, how else to put it, but, and this sort of was another sort of reminder that it's a closed era and he was a good guy. And, you know, we live in this, time when all of these rulers above us are in their 70s and 80s you know you've got like joe biden and donald trump and nancy pelosi and like all of these types of people are they're so old and they kill so many people and uh and like norm just kind of made people laugh and it just sort of sucks like that you know so, you know, and it's it is it's hard. It's a hard thing. It's kind of it's a weird thing to think about. But uh, yeah, I don't know. I'm not really sure else what uh, what else to say about it. Like he's he was a really really funny guy. If you have if you don't if you're not really familiar with his comedy and stuff, go check it out uh, on YouTube. Like everything is good. Like everything is really funny. He's just and, and my wife can attest to this too. It's like sometimes <laughs> she's trying to sleep. And if I can't sleep, I'll, I'll be watching Norman laughing next to her and waking her up, you know, jiggling the bed with my laughter and stuff. He's, you know, no matter what, it's always going to be there. And he's, he's always going to be a funny guy. Um, but yeah, it does. It really sucks. It's a kind of a crappy thing. Uh, but there was another thing that happened this week that I wouldn't say is crappy. It's kind of an interesting thing. And I think that this is something that people should uh, start thinking about a little bit too is, um, you know, I live in Texas now and that that's sort of another thing about the norm thing is like it's it's sort of a rem- reminder of closing of an era and that era took place in california for me and california is just not the the california i grew up with or at least the california i was aware of when i was a kid um doesn't exist anymore which is really unfortunate and i, and I really love it there and we're trying to build a life here in texas and we do really like it here you know la- I, I shared it with mason last week our trip down to fredericksburg we had a really great time. And this weekend we tried to go to uh, the Texas Discovery Museum and um, it's in Dallas County and Dallas County has, uh, you know, reinstated mass mandates, which, you know, I, I, I'm not interested in arguing about it anymore. Um, we don't do masks and that's from now on, like, that's just it. I, I'm not putting on a mask. I really don't care if, if it means I can't fly, then I can't fly. Uh, and in this case, um, you know, the Texas Discovery Museum said we can't come in because of the mask. But I decided I'm going to kind of push back on this. And uh, so he basically, so 
the Texas Discovery Museum is at the State Fair of Texas, which is a huge fairground. It's actually a beautiful fairground. If you ever get out to Dallas, well, actually, I'm going to call you all to boycott Dallas. So don't ever go to Dallas. But <laughs> if they ever lift the mask mandates, if you get out to Dallas, go to the fairgrounds. It's um, an Art Deco era. Well, they always say it's Art Deco. It's not. It's it's American. It's the American take on Art Deco, which is um, uh, streamlined modern, which is one of my favorite art art styles. It's Gucci and streamlined modern are my two my two favorite American art style, uh, uh, not art styles, uh, architecture styles. And the entire State Fair of Texas is done in the streamlined modern fashion, which is sort of the American take on Art Deco, whereas like Art Deco is a very vertical celebration and streamlined modern is a much more horizontal moving into the future uh, style, which I just, I really appreciate the fairgrounds. It is, it's really pretty, but anyways, that's sort of a side, a side thing. We go into there and they, and Victoria had to use the restroom and I was standing in line and there's, there was a, a sign on the door that says, you know, we require masks. I don't read those anymore. Well, <laughs> clearly I did, but uh, I don't pay attention to those anymore. And so I stood in line and waited till it was my turn. I got to the front and I said, two adults, please. And he says, oh, okay, two adults. And he goes, uh, just so you know, um, we require masks indoors. And um, uh, we provide masks if you don't have one. And I said, no, thank you. Um, that's okay. Uh, we, don't, we don't do that. And uh, he said, it's required. And I said, are you denying this? I said, is this a taxpayer facility? And he said, yes. And I said, are you denying equal access to taxpayers to this facility? And he said, well, it, it's the it's the uh, policy of the county of Dallas uh, that we require masks. And, um, you know, you have to wear a mask. And he was very polite about it. And, and I said, uh, I said, OK, uh, this is your policy or is this is a county's policy? And he said, it's the county's policy and we're required to do it. And I said, so what you're telling me is you are denying equal access to taxpayers to access these gardens that are taxpayer funded. He says, he said that that's the policy uh, that they, you need to wear one. And uh, I said, well, you know, the governor of Texas says he uh, supersedes the county and the governor has said that uh, mass mandates are illegal. Now, all of this aside, I don't really believe in the governor either, but um, in this case, it served me. So I was willing to you know, bring it up. And he said, well, a federal judge overturned the governor's ruling and the federal judge supersedes the governor of Texas. And I said, okay. Uh, I said, well, we, we don't do that. We don't wear masks and uh, we decline to wear a mask. And he said, well, it's only 10 feet. As soon as you, if you put, you just put the mask on here, you walk to the door and as soon as you're outside, you can take the mask. And I said, yeah, exactly. It's only 10 feet. And I pause. And I allowed him to think about it. He said, as soon as you get outside, you can take it off. And I said, I understand. But we don't wear masks. We decline. Uh, and uh, he said, okay, well, you have to wear a mask. And I said, okay, so you're refusing us entry. Because you have, you have entry from the outside. It's just all locked. But you're requiring that I wear a mask inside to walk 10 feet and I'm already inside without a mask, mind you to walk 10 feet, to go into the gardens. And he said, that, that's the, that's the policy. I said, okay, uh, I'll wait for my wife to get out of the bathroom and uh, we will not ever uh, patron these gardens again. And um, so I stood next to his desk for the next five minutes 
or well, probably less than five minutes, however long it took for Victoria to get out of the bathroom. And, um, as soon as he, as soon as she got out, I said, they're not allowing us to enter. Uh, so we have to leave. And so we left and we walked around a little bit on the outside. There was a couple of things to see on the outside. Like there was some exotic birds that were in some cages on the outside. Um, they were setting up the state fair cause state fair opens next month, by the way. Uh, and, uh, so we walked around and watched them kind of set up a couple of those things and obviously complained a lot. It was, it was, it irritated me a lot, but, and I think that a lot of this is sort of ties back into Norm dying where there's been a lot of stuff over the last year and a half that is just, um, sort of piling on. Like, I feel like it's just one thing after another, after another, after another, after another, which is, uh, I wouldn't say preventing us from having a good life, but just making things uh, difficult. I think robbing me of, um, I, I'm trying to think of the best way to put this, but just like I had a really, again, I, I always come back to this. I had a really, really great childhood in California and it was a, it was a really great time to be alive. And, um, granted there was a lot of innocence i'm sure in that like i I wasn't aware of what was going on but it's just kind of thinking about somebody like just these kind of simple pleasures like watching comedy and going to a garden and seeing the butterflies they they have a butterfly exhibit there that's one of the reasons we wanted to go uh and a lot of these things are kind of closed off and um you know, there's a lot of evil in the world and, uh, you know, you lose somebody like Norm, who's just nothing but a great funny guy. As far as, as far as I know, I mean, I I don't know him personally, but just, and then you kind of look and you see that like somehow the crypt keeper, Joe Biden is still alive after all these people that he killed. And, uh, just yeah, granted, I guess he does. He also gives a lot of comedy too, because people making fun of him is pretty funny, but it's, yeah, it's just kind of a weird, a weird hard time. So, those are kind of my thoughts on stuff. I, I know it's sort of a downer episode, but I just thought it would be kind of keep our episodes going and sort of share what I was thinking. And, you know, not, not really sure else what else to say about it. And uh, so I guess I'll, I'll end it there. Uh, thanks for listening everybody. And I'll talk to y'all later.